Hello and welcome back to Circle and Sewer, episode 12 with Jake and Joe. Um, today is, well, I guess when you guys hear this, it'll be October 28th, uh, Halloween weekend. Spooky, spooky season, spooky right? Hours. We got spooky season. Kadarius Tony's getting traded. He's got a tattoo of New York on his back, so it's got to get that fixed up. Just saw that, people. It's you got to be kidding me. The guy was in New York for about I don't even know half a year. I don't know how long he was there. He's got eighty nine in the entire city of New York on his back, and now gone. Kansas City, Missouri. Put that on your leg or something. (laughs) He's gonna have to get that changed up. Um, Today's episode, we got NBA talk, NHL talk, and then we're gonna do our weekly NFL picks. Um, so we're going to cover some of those games as we look forward to this weekend. We're going to keep staying hot on those. Joe's four and one. If you guys listen to, I'm three and two right now, so I got some ground ground to pick up on. Um, yeah, we're rocking and rolling. We got all the sports kicking. Um, World Series starts uh, Friday, Friday night. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow for I guess tonight for people who are listening when this comes out. But uh, yeah, wow, we can be full of sports for the next couple of weeks and we got i think after tonight it's like 27 Seven. or 20 28 days straight, straight days of football. football yeah whether it's college football or nfl we got so much football um i'm gonna i'm gonna deem this the witching hour as red zone fans call of the nfl okay, season um make or break time we got we got a bunch of good games um you know, we've got fun stuff coming up. The NHL's rolling, NBA's rolling, and uh, yeah, well, I'll kick it to you, Joe. Yeah, it's kind of it's creeping in on me at the NHL season. As the, the days get darker and the winter's coming, that November, December feeling's getting in there. You look outside, it's dark at 4 o'clock, boom, turn on some hockey games. TNT, so like, doubleheader. Yeah, Biz is rolling. You see him on that TNT. The whole crew's coming back. It's crazy. That's how but, Reeves uh, wants to fight him in a rough and round. I know. Did you, you, see, that? Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Ryan Reeves, he's a man. That dude's huge. But, um, yeah, we can jump into some hockey here. Kind of go through the standings, kind of what's happened since we last spoke in the NHL. One thing that kind of sticks out since I'm looking at the um, Atlantic division, we'll start with that. The Boston Bruins are 6-1 and one with 12 points, three-game win streak. They've, they're have they rolling right now. And Marshawn was out for the first, what is that, seven games of the season, and he is officially back. They have a back-to-back you got Detroit tonight and then Columbus tomorrow, but he's only going to play one of those games. Uh, but it's going to be good to get him back. I mean, they're already six and one with 12 points. They're rolling. They look hot. They add Marshawn back. A little rat on the ice. That guy's crazy. Dude's mm-hmm. always getting under everyone's skin. But um, yeah, Bruins are hot right now. Panthers, I predict them not to make the playoffs. They're off to a four, two, and one start with nine points. So second in that division. They'll probably make the playoffs. I don't know why I said that, but you know what? I don't think they will. So hey, you got to stick with some of your takes. I got to some... stick with the takes, yeah. man. People are going to, if that works out, I'm going to keep be frauds. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be a fraud. They're not going to make the freaking playoffs. 85 degrees in Florida right now. But uh, another thing's too, we got the Ottawa Senators took them, took those guys in the playoffs. They're four and Looking two, nice. a total of eight points, four game win streak right now. Not a big deal. Keep that buzzing in Ottawa. I need you as my last wild card team. So that would be cool. And then big story, big story out of this Atlantic division, man, is the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, four and two with eight points. Not a lot of people really believed in Buffalo. I mean, people are starting to get the traction what's going on in Buffalo. Okay, you know, they've been bad the last 10 years, but they're getting these young guys. They're starting to play well. I don't maybe playoffs. I you wanted them to creep, kind of get on that bubble team towards the end of the season. A lot of people predicted them. Maybe that's what they were sitting. But it's tough because you got Connor Bedard who's the number one overall pick, and that guy's going to change someone's franchise. So, if, me personally, if I'm a Sabres, Detroit, 
Canadians out of Devils. And those teams are playing decent besides Canadians. I, I'd, I'd, I'd want to tank. Like Connor Bernard is the next generational talent. Like this guy's going to be Connor McDavid level type hockey player. So that's what you want. But I mean, it is good to see some winning out of Detroit and Buffalo too with uh, the Sabres. They got such a young core. They're like one of the youngest teams in the league and off to a great start so it's far. Early. So it's it's early keep, for sure too. Yeah, I know. It's only six games in, but it's good to see them win four games, which is crazy. But don't see, you see so. the teams like the Leaves and the guys below them coming up and like. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that, that's gonna get into that. The Leafs are kind of. That's what. That, Jumping into that too, we can get in with the Leafs. It's like they're four and yeah, four and three and eight points. Everyone's like, we gotta fire the coach, the GM. Everyone's just Toronto's just always chaotic with that fan base and the media up there. It's like they lose two games in a row, and everyone's like, yep, this is it. We can't do it. Season's over. It's like seven games, guys. Come on, they're probably gonna end up winning that division. Gets the Leafs. Matthews will probably end up netting fifty goals. So everyone's got to. Pump the brakes there. It's going to happen. Long season. Not even in November yet, like I said. So uh, we'll be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, kind of back on that Buffalo and Detroit thing. Those guys are young. They're playing hot. They got I think the average age of those guys is like 26. So I don't even know. But it's like Casey Middlestad, Alex Talk, Dylan Thompson. They got Rasmus Delene, Owen Power. I mean, that's a young core. And I mean, they're winning now. That team's going to be set for the next 10 years. So. That'll be cool to see. And then Detroit's obviously, they got like four guys from Sweden. Yazerman's just literally flies over to Sweden, takes the biggest kids possible and drafts them to Detroit. That's the entire team is from Sweden, I swear. Um, so they're looking pretty nice right now. But like we said, early in the season, long ways to go. I still predict that like you got Toronto and Tampa as the bottom three teams in this division right now. So everyone is tied with eight points. It's pretty, pretty good division so far in the Atlantic. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a recap on that division. One thing, Boston three game win streak, 12 points. Watch out for them. If they keep playing hot, might be a team to make a run. Um, jumping into the metropolitan division. We got the Carolina hurricanes Stanley cup prediction, not a big deal. First place right now, metropolitan nine points with four, one and one uh, on a one game winning streak, but they've only played six games. And then they're tied with Pittsburgh. Who's at four, two and one Pittsburgh looks good. City Crosby's got like 10 points already. The guy looks like he's 20 years old. Guys, he could probably play for the next, Eight years, I want to say that he looks so good right now with that Pittsburgh team. They got Malk and Gensel, the whole core of that Pittsburgh Latang. These guys just don't age, for Christ's sake. Like you're watching them, it's like you've forever, been, yeah. you keep thinking they're going to have this dump year. Like Crosby might go off on some points and kind of die down a little bit, and maybe across the trade. That's what I always thought was going to happen with this team. It's just not working like that. They just keep going for another cup. Um, so yeah, watch out for Pittsburgh. They could be a, making a run too. And then surprise in this division is Philadelphia Flyers. Me, I personally did not predict them to make the playoffs, but in the back of my head, I was watching like some YouTube videos on this team and they got Torts back. And if you know John Tortorella, this guy's crazy behind the bench. So he's always just notorious for being one of the craziest coaches in the league. He's got this team up to third in that division right now. Everyone thought they were going to be a bottom four team in the league. They did, I think they scratched 50, 58 points last year, 60 points. They were horrible, but we got to remember it's the Philadelphia Flyers, guys. Like they've been... We, we know the history of the Flyers. They've made the playoffs the last like eight years before last year. So they got guys like Kevin Hayes in there who's got that leadership. And they got Carter Hot. So he's in that. I wish he played Boston. It'd be so sick. People would love him there. But um, who, they got this guy, Tony D'Angelo, this Italian dude who's just going nuts on the back end. I mean, he's just going all over the place. He's not really good at defense, but he's he's a high-flying offense guy, which makes up for his poor play on D. He was a good addition from him. He's been on like six teams. So good to see those guys. I don't know you could you could see the Flyers making a run but 
it's crazy. It's crazy to see the caps there. I don't think they'll be it. They're tied with eight points. I don't think they're going to really get to do anything. I bet Ovi ends up scoring like four. I'm going to say 42 goals, 42 goals this year. I hope he breaks that all time goal score of Gretzky. So that would be cool to see. Um, and then you got the Rangers four game losing streak. Oh yeah. Not, it not. It's weird. Cause that last time I talked to you guys, I thought this, gonna, I thought they were going to win 80 games and only lose twice, but they've lost four since we've, spoke played the <laughs> islanders last night had a chance to watch that great battle of new york last night new york islanders ended up beating them three games or three nothing shutting them out barn was buzzing there at ubs so it's cool to see but uh yeah i don't know what's going i think it's just little jitters going on the rangers i think if you're a rangers fan you're fine i i think you know what this team has with the potential and how fast that offense is flying and yeah i think they'll get there i think they're just going through a little skid right now and then yeah, even with the Islanders, who I predict to go to the Eastern Conference Final, they're second to last within that division. Early, though, early people. Remember, not November. They're three and four, six points. I mean, they shut out the Rangers last night. So I got them against Carolina Hurricanes, the Eastern Conference Final. Carolina, you're doing your part. Islanders, I'm going to need you to pick it up here. We need some goal scoring. All right, Barzell, they just signed you an eight-year contract. You don't have a goal yet. I don't know what's going on. We need some goal offense out of you. I mean, you got assists. I mean, Parisi's got more points than you got two goals and this guy's like 88 years old. I mean, the wild are like, yeah, we're buying you out, set, send you off to Lou Lamarillo on the Island. So just need some offense with this team. And I think they'll pick it up once that happens. They'll get the, get the puck moving with that. And that kind of runs out the metropolitan division, Columbus blue jackets, three and five, six points dead last Johnny Gaudreau. He's scoring. Welcome to Columbus. Still have no idea why you signed there, but yeah, they're three and five to wrap up that division. Let's go over to the West folks. The uh, central division, Dallas stars. I feel like the oldest team in the whole entire league. Everyone out there looks like they're 40 years old, and they're currently in first with a 4-2-1 record with nine points, tied with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I had a chance to watch Colorado against New York the other night. Colorado was fat. It was a great game, honestly. Uh, went in a shootout. Kale McCarr's a freak. Nathan McKinnon, freak. Avalanche looking good. Not really much to say in them other than they're probably going to be back doing their same old Avalanche things as they were last year. So watch out for them. And, yeah, like I said, the Stars is surprising how old they are, but – Long season to go. Blackhawks, Aaron third, four game win streak, four and two, eight points. Couldn't name more than four people on that team. So I, I, Patrick Kane. All right. Where do you think he's going? He's got, if it, I mean, they're in third right now. And if they end up keep winning like this, they're not going to trade him. But my prediction, they're going to be dog shit at the trade deadline. And Patrick Kane's going to want to trade. You think um, he would leave Chicago? Yeah. He's going to leave Chicago because he's going to like a legacy. Him, guy? And Taze, him and Taze are going at free agency. Kane is more of a bigger piece of the trade deadline because Taze is the captain. So I feel like he's going to stick it out, but dude, if Patrick Kane gets traded at deadline, that would be one of the craziest trades to get a player like Patrick Kane at the deadline. Now he's from Buffalo. How crazy would that be? Gets traded there, to Buffalo. If the Sabres are in contention, but it's buzzing? tough because they can't be in that position because they have so many young guys. And if you're going to get a, get a guy like Patrick Kane, you're going to have to give up some draft capital and I don't think they really want to do that with all the young guys and how they're playing. Maybe since he's from Buffalo, maybe the Rangers, they could do it. I feel like the Rangers are going to be aggressive. I mean, they were so close to making the final last year. I could see the Rangers making a move. That'd be sick. Uh, maybe Carolina would be unreal. Put Patrick Kane on Carolina Hurricanes. That team's just not going to lose. I mean, they're already playing great enough to a hot start, but I'm just trying to picture in my head where Patrick Kane's going to go, but Ultimately, I would say the Rangers. I think I'd go with the New York Rangers, him getting traded there. I think it would be looking pretty wild in those blue sweaters. Um, see that 
88 Patrick Kane just dicing up Madison Square Garden, but you never know. We'll see. I mean, if Black Ops keep winning, I don't even know if they'll trade him, but that'd just be bizarre. Um, jump in a little more notes on the Central Division. We got our Minnesota Wild, two, three, and one, five points. I mean, they didn't have a win the last time I spoke to you guys, so gained two wins there. I mean, they beat the Canadians and who was it? I think the the Canucks. Canucks haven't won a game yet, so not really impressive wins by the Wild. Uh, got to got to tighten up that defensive play in there with the goalies. I know, like I said, Flurry. I think his AAA right now is about five goals against, so not great. And then Gustafson, I just I don't know what's going on with him either. So this is frustrating because if you can't rely on Flurry and you got to go to Gustafson, he's not playing hot. So uh, the Wild. It's going to be interesting to see what's going on. And like people have said, we got that capital with this team. We get. $10 million with the buyout. So can't really do anything. It's going to be the team we have for the next two years. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. And then you got the Arizona coyotes and rounding up the division with two and four, four points dead last in the central. But I did want to bring up the coyotes because tomorrow night, well, what you guys will be listening to this tonight, the coyotes open it up at their new rink at Arizona state for the first, the first time with the first game max capacity of five, five thousand. So <laughs> really excited to just see a professional hockey team playing at a college arena. I just want to see what it looks like in there. Uh, I had a chance to see some videos of the away team's locker room. And it was, it looked like a parking ramp with stools. I would say like, it's just an open space with chairs. I I, I don't understand. So it's going to be crazy to see what goes on in Arizona. And they still suck. Um, they're not going to be good. They're not going to be good for a while. So they're going to try to get that Connor Bedard, but, uh, you NHL fans out there, try to sneak peek if you guys aren't boozing it up tomorrow to take a look at that Coyotes game. So that's going to be kind of funny. And then Pacific, we got the Vegas Golden Knights. They are very hot right now. Six and two, 12 points. Um, shout out to Phil Kessel. He just broke the um, active Ironman streak for the most games completely, or the streak of the most games played um, in a row there. And if you look at Phil Kessel, this guy just is like the glizzy guy. He just eats hot dogs and drinks diet. Co- I have no idea how he did this. Hates Keith water. Andel previously held it. And I, same thing looking at Keith, like you look at these two guys and you're like, how the heck have they played in 964 straight hockey games? Um, it's bizarre, but shout out to Phil Kessel went to the U. So I was pretty sick. And then my flames, I knew they were going to be good. Five and one, 10 points. They actually beat Vegas and really Colorado good. with some of those wins. I'm liking that pick right now with my Colorado Calgary Flames uh, Western Conference. They're going to keep playing hot. Kadri, unbelievable signing. This guy's off the hot start. I think he's around like 12 points already. Got him on the fancy team. And then got Edmonton there right in that third. So I, it's probably going to be that Vegas, Calgary, Edmonton, which I predicted. So right now this division is what I thought it was going to be. And Edmonton, Calgary, those battles of Alberta, the whole season is going to be so sweet just to see McDavid against that Flames team. And, Kraken, man. They're there at 3-3-2. Three, three, and two. I don't think that's going to last a while, too, but it's good to see some wins out of Seattle. And then um, just kind of want to dive into the bottom of the division. Vancouver, holy crap, guys. They are so bad at hockey. 0-5-2, two, two points off just two overtime losses. They are just can't do anything right now. Bruce Boudreaux, Bruce, there it is. He's going to get the can in probably three games if they don't win a single one. Like, they are got fans throwing jerseys on the ice. I just heard a story that – um what's his name? JT Miller was out at a pumpkin patch with his family and people were just coming up to him and start harassing him being like, you suck. You're not doing anything right. Get the power play going. Like JT, I don't know you at all, but that's just got to suck. And people of Vancouver, like let the man go on a pumpkin patch with his family. It's just like, yeah, they, they can't figure it out. Canada for hockey though. Huh? Canada's Because isn't that man. the same like way said, it's been in Toronto too? When Toronto struggles, it's like the media there is just nuts. Oh, it's just it's different bizarre. than it is in America. It's, for hockey it's, at least. 
I that I've heard this on some other stories and some from players around the leagues. Like some of these guys, they put their no trade clause to none of the teams in Canada because they just don't want to yeah. put up with that stuff. With like the media, I mean, it's Canada and that's all they got up there. It's just bizarre how they treat those guys and the media gets all over you. And if you lose two games, you got a season's over and it's just bizarre. But yeah, like I said, Vancouver's on a seven game losing streak. They're not looking good. It's just so weird because they have Peterson, Quinn Hughes, JT, Bo Harvitt. They have the team. I mean, that's your damn call. They just can't win. And I just have no idea. That's why Bruce is probably going to take the blame and he's going to get the boot. If they don't get a win in the next four games, I bet he's gone. Guys, uh, are there any guys on that team that like moving forward to free agency could be looking to like get traded this year? Like I know Besser was in some talks last year of potentially yeah, getting traded, to, right? I, that's why I'm so confused. He signed though? He did sign. He just got, I think it was a three year, three or six year contract that Vancouver just gave him. And they also just gave JT an eight year contract, which is just, see, they're, they are completely in the win now mode. Like they, coming into this season, they're like, we should compete top two spot within this Pacific division. Seven games in, it's like, oh, man, let's just get rid of everyone now. It's like you're looking at these contracts and you're like, this is going to kill us. It's going to kill them. But I don't know. A team could take on that JT Miller contract or that Brock Besser contract if they have room for it. But it's like, I don't even know if you want to touch that. So they're the Lakers of the NHL? Exactly. The Vancouver Canucks and the LA Lakers are in the same exact position. Same it's just position. bizarre. It is so bizarre. And then, I mean... Oh man, the Anaheim Ducks and Sharks, they got four and three points. They're not looking good too. I thought the Ducks might make a little bit of a splash, maybe kind of contend a little bit. They're just, they got it. You got it. There's so many teams that are probably trying to tank for Bedard. Like Bedard is once in generational talent. I can totally understand what the one season tank is right now, but it's early guys. It's early. So I just, I I know there's, I don't know how often this happens. I know. I think like Eli Manning did it once. It's probably happened in other sports too, but what are the chances that Bedard would like decline to get yeah. drafted by the Coyotes? What was right? the Eli thing? Like you didn't want to go to San Diego or something, right? Or yeah, it was one of the, it was one of the, it was either want to go to San Diego. Yeah. It was either like that or like Jacksonville or something. That's I think. good point, Jake. Because okay, for instance, if it's like the Can- Bedard's from Canada, so if it's any Canadian team, is the Canucks, Canadians? Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Is any of those Ottawa teams like sucks Buffalo, during the year? Like, something something happens to them. I think he's fine. But if it's someone like Arizona, that's just not like Arizona, the Ducks. Uh, I don't know who else I really want to play for. Maybe like the Blue Jackets, then maybe just a team that are, don't have that really media central, like those normal hockey fan bases, like anyone where it doesn't snow, he might be like, I'm not doing that. So it's going to be very interesting to see if I, Arizona's horrible, but that's the thing with the NHL. It's the same thing as NBA. Like it's the lottery. Like you can't be the worst team and get the first pick. So you got to be within the top five worst standings. And so how, does, how, does the NHL, how does the NHL do it? I know how the NBA does it, but it's that lottery. It's that ball. Same. So thing. is it the top? Is it the worst? Like fourteen teams? Yes, but then obviously, like that, if you're that fourteenth team, your chances yeah. of getting the one pick are really there's like less super balls slim. in the in the lottery thing. Yeah, but if you're a team that's in that top four, like the worst teams in the league. That's all you need to go for. It's like you don't need to tank to be the absolute worst, which is well. And that's pretty, what I pretty was, crazy. I, I, I don't know I if I like that or if it's like they too, can help well, out. That's what I was going to ask you too. Is I, I heard this that people think that they they should just and, and this is for the NBA, but I suppose it could work for the NHL to prevent tanking. I don't know how like much of a thing in the NHL it is for tanking. Obviously, like I think this year in both leagues, there's like can't miss number one picks like Bedard in the NHL and 
uh, Wembenyama in the NBA. And it's like, I think moving forward that they should just have, if you're one of the worst 14 teams, you get one ball. Like you shouldn't get more chances to get that number one pick by being worse. You know what I mean? That way it's sure. like, okay, if you're in the bottom 14 teams, at least you're still going out there and trying to win. Cause that's like the, what they're looking at right now is like, and, and I'll get into this when I'm talking about NBA, but the Utah jazz right now are supposed to be a team that was tanking, but they're four and one. Yeah, they have, and yeah, so people they are just like, lost? okay, I saw it. I was like, these guys and, are and people were like, you know, are they just going to start trading away their players to intentionally lose? Which like, I don't know. I just, I don't think that's good for the league. I think it's like, especially like these cities that like, you know what I mean? Like the Timberwolves exactly. did it f- forever. Like they were just bad, but we always like at least felt like we were trying. We just had bad teams. So I don't know. And I feel like as deep as the league is right now, like there is a, like enough good players out there that like teams should compete. And I think you're seeing that in the NHL early on, like the Sabres probably shouldn't be as good as they are but there's so many good NHL players out there that they're competing right now. Right. And there's some bad teams yeah. obviously, but um, it's weird to tank, like being on a team that go for tanking. It's just, that'd be weird. I mean, these grown adults playing, it's what they do for a living and just trying to tank for a 17 well, year old. It's going to be so bizarre. That, is that the front office wants to tank, but these guys, most of these guys are, you know, they're kids competitors. What they, yeah. Yeah. Like this is what they want to do. They don't go out there and try to lose. And I think that's what you're seeing out of the jazz is the jazz have a bunch of like, they have a bunch of veterans and you, you know, you have these older guys on NHL teams like Patrick Kane, like Patrick Kane, isn't going to go out there and try to lose games. No, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's never going to do that. And so it's interesting that dynamic between while your team and your organization wants you to lose, but the head coach wants to keep his job, right? Because he knows that if they tank, eventually he might get fired. Right. So then he has to continue to coach well. And like, if he continues to coach well and the, the players play hard, like they've got a chance to win games. And so it's, uh, and then, and then the GM comes into the equation and starts like making moves, trading guys. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, we're screwed because we literally just traded all our players. So, um, it's bizarre. It'll be interesting it's business, to man. see for both, for both leagues going forward, but crazy how it works. Crazy how it works. And then just jumping in on stat wise, the leaders of the, around the league right now, you got Stronic, Panarin, Dreisaitl, 12 points leading the league, uh, goaling, Goaltender leaders right now, Craig Anderson, that guy's about 45. Uh, he's leading it for Buffalo. Bizarre. Early. Not November. Set it before. Very early, folks. He's got a nine, 970 save percentage, which is crazy. Um, as far as goal scoring, Steven Samkos, fantasy team, leads the league with seven goals. Plus minus. Shea Theodore, he's got a plus 10. So I always love that stat. And then Allmark with Boston has five wins as a goalie. So those are kind of the early leaders in stats right now and kind of just jumping around with the standings. Um, yeah, for, I would just keep an eye out for the Rangers. Like I said, they're in a four-game losing streak. Love the way they play. Great group. I think they're just going through a little bit of a skid right now. Uh, Bruins, 12 points. Watch out for them as well. And obviously, we're Wild fans, so we got to kind of turn that ship around. Don't really like seeing losing here with this team. So, Wild, get it going. Um, yeah, Flames and Golden Knights at Pacific. They're going to be battling all year. That's kind of what I got there. But, yeah, it kind of wraps up hockey. And excited to get the season going. Oh, yeah. Um. Kicking it off with some NBA here. Uh, I'm going to start with the Wolves. Uh, looked awesome last night or two nights ago, I guess, for you to listen against the Spurs. But again, they just, it's just so hit or miss right now with, with Anthony Edwards for me. And obviously everybody knows his potential because last night you saw him go for 34 and he's like the youngest player in NBA history to make, I think it's 400 threes or something like that. Something ridiculous. Um, and 
it just doesn't make much sense to me when he just has these brutal off nights. Like he is the team. Um, in my opinion, like we have guys around him, like it's not cat's team. It's not Delo's team. It's not Gobert's team. Like they all play important roles. They're all really good players. Don't get me wrong. But to me, we go when cat goes and you saw it last night and defensively, we're still not quite there. Like we're giving up a lot of points, but I think that'll come and like just getting used to each other too. And and I get that, that, that understanding where guys are going to be rotations on defense, um, you know, playing switches, which is such a big part in the NBA right now is looking for mismatches. So, you know, the communication on defense is, is only going to get better. I'm hoping it's only going to get better, but from an offensive standpoint, like we need it to like, even when he's struggling, like you see guys like Steph Curry and these, and these great players that lead teams, like if they start off slow, like, they still get it going at some point. And Ant just like sometimes it seems like he just, he starts the game off, misses a couple shots. And then all of a sudden I just like watch him stand in the corner for multiple possessions in a row. And it's like D'Lo bringing the ball up or trying to get the ball to cat, which is fine. But I think the offense should work through Ant as much as possible when he's on the court. Now he doesn't have to have the crazy high usage percentage that someone like Russell Westbrook in his career has had. But I just think that like Ant can't just shut down because like, even if he's not going to shoot, even if he's not going to be this ultra aggressive player, he is when he's on, we still need him to go out there and, and make the defense think that he's going to, because he has the potential to always score. And so I think that the way that the offense is centered around him, or at least the way it should be centered around him is he needs to get the ball attack slash, not just sit in the corner when he's not shooting well and just hope for an open three. And then that'll get him hot. And then he can get going. Um, I think he needs to, to work harder to, to create some offense. And I don't know if something happened, but he, he just, you know, he, he had a slow first game, played really well, played really well off game and then played really well. So, you know, three out of the five games, I thought he's been, he's been awesome, but those two games, like you just, you just don't see these generational franchise leading players, like have those nights really, you know what I mean? Like you see Dame Lillard, like he's on every single night you see Steph Curry, like they have like one off game every like couple weeks and their off games are, you know, mild off games. They're not like nine points, like two for 15 shooting. Like you just, you rarely see that with these, these guys. And if, and if that's what we want Ant to be, and that's what we expect Ant to be like, which I think we do because we see it in, in, at times, like we goes for 34, like, you know, and puts up these other stats. And, and, and um, I just hope somebody's there to like push him to that. And if it's not himself, which I think it can be himself, but um, I think last year you saw it a lot of times with Pat Bev pushing him at times to, to continue to play hard on defense and do all this. But um, another, another interesting story was, I don't know if you saw this Joe, but cat in a post game. Is this interview. the Popeye's thing? Yeah. So cat yeah, was, was asked basically that. about like what he thinks, or I'm not exactly what the question was like verbatim, but like the general gist of it was, you know, like what do you think you can do to like help ant out? And he basically is like, oh, sometimes like, um, I feel like Ant, you know, like his diet isn't that great, you know, and like he's eating Popeyes and you guys think it's funny, but like that shit doesn't make me happy or something like that. And I just thought it was like such an out of pocket, like random comment out of cat to just like attack Ant's diet when like that wasn't the question. Like the question wasn't like, hey, like we think Ant is out of shape and he eats like shit. It was like, I'm going to pull this out of my pocket and make it, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's yeah, just like this weird, this weird, like fake leadership out of cat that like, like what you're like, 
you're, that's not you. Like if Pat no. Bev said that to somebody, I'd be like, Oh, maybe like he's, you know, he's a psycho. Like that seems like a Pat Bev move, but like cat isn't like, I don't know. Like cat just pisses me off sometimes. And, and he's so talented and, and yeah, should be like going. an unstoppable force. Like really he should be the best player on any team that he plays on with his offense. Gotta be talent, acting like, like it's his team. You can't like go bear. And, and I mean, obviously we drafted amp, but like as soon as go bear comes in there, I feel like you got to get more aggressive with like making this your team and kind of, I don't know. I haven't, I've watched about one game of the Timberwolves at a bar so far. And I feel like that's what he was within my opinion. I thought he was going to go for this year. is just being more aggressive, trying to get the ball more and just kind of making sure that, Hey, I know I'll get new guys coming in, but this is my team still. I'm, I, I run the Timberwolves. Like let's get it going here. Yeah. And, and that should have been the case years ago, like before Ant got there, like yeah, this should have been be cast from the beginning. Like, and, he, he needs the ball. He just doesn't have the motor that you would hope out of certain big guys and guys that like are hopefully going to be like the face of your franchise, which is why we've struggled for so long until we got these other pieces around him. Um, and we've gone as ants gone. And and last year was a big step as the team. And I think we need to continue moving forward and, and it hasn't looked bad, but we also haven't played really anybody like, we, you know, we played the Spurs, Oklahoma city. We played them again was, too. Yeah. I just saw like, we, we played the played Lakers like next times. game. Um, we're gonna take it for that, so that'll be a good game for us, hopefully, because the Lakers look just atrocious right They're now, so bad. Um, which I'll get to later, but uh, I just, I, you know, and, and it's early on again, these are most of these stuff that we're talking about in NBA and NHL right now are a little bit of an overreaction, but like that's all we have to go off of right now is what we're seeing. So I think moving forward, um, you know, I, people after the game saw Ant, he was running stairs. He was getting up a bunch of threes with um, Prince and like that kind of like a big fuck you to cat. I, I don't know what that was. Uh, I saw a <laughs> like Popeyes you think I'm eating Popeyes. I'm gonna, funny, go, I'm gonna do stairs here. I just thought that was such a bad look at a cat because yeah, for for so Popeyes many is reasons, good but, too. Yeah, you had Popeyes like, before. I think it's better yeah. than Chick Fil A. Their sandwiches are incredible. So, so good. Like yeah. leave Popeyes out of a cat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But let's get some wins because I want I'm gonna be the top four team in the West. Hope that happens. No, and they and they they can be that right now. They're sitting in sixth place at three and two, and and you know like I, there's been promising times, but we really haven't played anybody. You know, we we beat Oklahoma City, lost to the Jazz, beat Oklahoma City, lost to the Spurs, beat the Spurs. So it's like I just if we want to truly be that, and the Jazz are, are playing really well right now. So honestly, I'm not too upset with that loss. But that first loss to the Spurs, I just, in my opinion, just is is a tough loss to swallow. Um, those are the games that I think that we need to win in order to be to move because there's so many teams in front of us, and there's teams below us that aren't going to stay below us. Like Golden State's below us right now. I, I just they're not going to finish below us. Like that team is too good. Um, so I think there's there's certain games that in and as as tight of a race as this is going to be in the Western Conference, that we we have to find a way to win those games. There's just we have to, and um, you know I think we can turn up the pressure a little bit more defensively. I know that's not necessarily our strong suit with the guys that we run out there on our first team, besides Gobert, who's a shot blocker. But um, you know I think there's there's ways to to combat trying to like attack Gobert from other teams' point of view. So. You know the other guys need to step on up, up on the defensive side, and and hopefully they do moving forward. Um, 
Moving to another team in the West is the Grizzlies right now, and they look phenomenal because John Moran is probably the most exciting player in the league, and I think he's literally must-watch basketball every single time that he plays. Um, he's just out of this world right now. He's second in the league right now in scoring behind only Giannis. He's averaging 35 a night right now. Um, his three-point percentage is 60% right now, which is just ridiculous. That's um, crazy. He's, you know, he's attempting five a game, which you know that isn't his forte by any means, but I mean, it's 60% from three is ridiculous. I know it's only four games, so, you know, whatever. But he is just electric to watch. And that Grizzlies team around him is is, is starting to really shape up to be. And then they're still missing some guys, too. But Desmond Bain looked awesome the other night. He's like a great number two for Ja. But this is Ja's team for sure. So as Ja, as ja goes, this team will go. Um, but super exciting start for Ja. I think he, I think he wants the MVP. Um, I think this this could be a year that he could get it. Um, he's going to have some stiff competition, obviously, with with Tatum, uh, who's playing super well, and, uh, and Giannis, who I think Giannis has some some unfinished business this year, which is why I think that the Bucks will win it all. But um, Giannis is just unstoppable, and right now with the Bucks, then I guess I could move into. Had a them. chance They're, to watch them last night. That dude's a freak. Best defense in the NBA right now. The only team in the league that's um, averaging giving up less than a hundred points per game right now, um, which is incredible because they're missing Joe Ingles. They're making missing Chris Middleton and Pat Connaughton right now, which are three big players for them. Ingles was an uh, off season acquisition for them. Middleton, obviously with the MCL surgery last year, um, which is ultimately to me why they, they, you know, like they didn't make the finals. I truthfully think that the Celtics do not beat them. If Chris Middleton plays, Chris Middleton is such a game changer for them um, because you know what Giannis is going to do. And right now, even like someone as good as Giannis, like, playing against a good Celtics team in the playoffs, like you saw last year, like still can't do it by himself. So you need other guys around him. Um, and Middleton is that dude. And Giannis is just like, I mean, he's just truly unstoppable. Like he's 36 points a game right now. Um, you know, he's shooting almost 70% from the field from, um, just field goals, 67.7 right now. He's shooting 40% from three. Like this guy's just, I mean, he's, he's, it, obviously his weak spot still is his free throws. You know, he's shooting 62% from the free throw line. He gets fouled plenty, um, shoots about 10 free throws a game, but 13 boards right now. He's averaging, he's five assists, almost a steal, two blocks a game. I mean, he's, he's just ridiculous. And he's, he's, he's sometimes I think like, you know, and that's why I think that like he is must watch, but not in a way that jaws because jaws obviously much smaller and not as, as long and as, as like, much of a physical presence as Giannis is, but Giannis is really unstoppable. And some of the stuff that you saw on, on good defenders yesterday, like against Kevin Durant and, and stuff is him just, just forcing his will on people and just dominating, just getting to the hoop, finishing, um, playing on real defense, two blocks a game. Like he's, he's truly a difference maker and the bucks are, are undefeated right now because of it. They're sitting at three and O and they're, and they've given up 97 points a game and, they're only going to get better when they have those guys back because I think, you know, Connaughton and, and, and Middleton have played in that system and have looked awesome in it too. And Ingles is a, is another ferocious kind of a crazy guy. Like you hear some former MVP uh, of his teammates talk about him and um, Ingles is going to be a great addition to him too. So the Bucks are good. No surprise there. Um, they look good. I had a chance to watch them. They look really they look, good. They look nasty. Yeah. Giannis so, is crazy. And moving so I was to their just watching them. Like, this guy's got yeah. the ball every single play. I feel like I was like, holy smokes. Well, you have to, and that's the thing is when you have somebody so dominant like that, like you, you gotta work the offense too. I just, I just 
I truly believe that. Um, Nets right now, so that the, who they played last night, and the Bucks beat them. Yep. Look tough. Uh, defensively, they can't stop anybody right now, and uh, they they are currently sitting at uh, one and three. They they're giving up almost 120 points a game. Uh, Kevin Durant looks awesome, truthfully, but I think they're big. Like their big piece right now is what everybody likes to talk about is Ben Simmons. Um, Simmons right now is just honestly like you know, and I want to give people the benefit of the doubt who've struggled with mental illness and, and and stuff like that if that's truthfully what he went through last year. But he just looks he looks so scared out there. And I know I said this before, but he literally has like 20 fouls at this point. He's fouled out of two out of their four games. Like he literally just looks like a kid that's lost out there because he yesterday during the game, early in the game, he drove, put up this like right-handed floater, which he's, he shoots left-handed. So I don't, I, it's, he shot so many right-handed floaters this year, which is like literally like 80% of his shots right now. Cause he, he won't shoot jumpers. He won't shoot threes. He like is scared to go to the hoop and, he's a liability right now because he's not playing that great of defense. What he's known, he's known for being a distributor, good, like a good rebounder and a defensive player. And right now he's just fouling guys, which he just literally, it's basically like on offense for them playing like four on four on five for them because he, they're sagging off him so hard, which just doesn't allow for any spacing on the court for KD and Kyrie, who are ball dominant players who, who can really take over games. And so I think when Seth Curry gets back, who's, who's hurt right now and should be back, I think next week for him, like, and you're going to, and you're going to lack probably some defensive ability with Seth Curry compared to Ben Simmons, or at least what Ben Simmons should be. Um, but Seth Curry is going to open up and space that floor a lot bit uh, or a lot. He He's a much better shooter than, Ben Simmons, or he, you know, he he will shoot where Ben Simmons won't. So, um, really, outside of Ben Simmons, I've been like pleasantly surprised with how the Nets look. Um, I think it's really like he is, and you know, the, I think they're going to be patient with him. Um, Steve Nash is going to be patient with him, but I don't know how patient they can be because, truthfully, Steve Nash's job is on the line. It's just a very dysfunctional team over there where. Um, there's really no like leader in my opinion on that team. Cause like, I, I don't really see Kyrie as a leader to most of those players on that team. KD basically like asked out this summer. Um, the coach was supposed to get fired in Steve Nash this summer. So there's just a lot of dysfunction going on there. And right now I like, you saw Kyrie kind of defend Ben Simmons during this press conference yesterday. But, but besides that, like, I, I don't know what help Ben Simmons is getting. And I don't know if he's getting confidence from his teammates because, through four games, he's looked about the same where he just looks timid, doesn't want to attack. You know, there's a clip of Kyrie yelling from the baseline yesterday, like shoot the ball, Ben, like he dropped it to him and he, and he's in the middle of the paint and he still won't shoot it. And um, everybody knows that right now. And it just changes the way defenses are playing. Is, is there, he has, like I said, it's literally like playing four on five and half court offense. Now he's still a really good player in transition, I think for that offense, but if they get in a half court setting, which is what they are, that team is a half court team, truthfully, because Kevin Durant and Kyrie work the best. Like, not, not that there aren't good transition players, but like they both do really well in half court offense. Um, Kevin Durant's still playing off it, like awesome, in my opinion. He's and he's a good defender, and he's but he's somehow leading the league right now with the worst plus minus, um, which is crazy. But I, I truthfully believe that's because Ben Simmons is out there a lot of the time, in my opinion. And, and I don't really have any other stats to back that up, but. Um, 
I think Kevin Durant is is trying to like really pick up for what Simmons isn't doing and and a lot of reasons I think that team is going to struggle unless something happens with Ben Simmons. But um, so that'll be interesting to follow. Uh, I guess staying in that type of shout out to the Knicks the, too. I was going to say that shout out the Knicks. They're three and one. Well, I'll totally get there. I'll get there. Guess he's is, good. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I Joe just kicked it off to the Knicks there, which I'll. I'll I had no I'll idea Jalen Brunson was going to be good. I thought that was a stupid well, I did. I mean, this, see, here's the thing: is that it, he was good in Dallas, and he was phenomenal. He was so overshadowed by Luca in that team, and and everybody's going to be overshadowed by Luca on any team, which I understand, but. I think Dallas is going to miss him big time because I think he did like he wasn't Brunson isn't a fantastic defender. He's serviceable, but what he does for that offense and what he did for that offense in Dallas, I thought was like really impressive. Um, and he's, and he's, and he's showing it here uh, in New York right now with the Knicks. And they kind of have that left-handed three-headed monster with uh, Randall Brunson and, and RJ Barrett. And um I think Dallas is eventually going to really miss him. I think they'll be fine just because of how talented Luca is. And, and Christian Wood right now is playing super well from them off the bench. Um, but yeah, Brunson, Brunson's looked awesome in New York. Uh, the Knicks, the Knicks are balling and I, and, and that's an exciting, you know, they're, they're three and one right now, which, you know, they're three and oh, which is, which is exciting. And, um, yeah, it'll be fun to follow that. I, Jalen Brunson again is just doing a lot for that team, um, and he's taking some of the pressure I think off RJ and 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 Randall. But I also saw that like <laughs> people are worried about RJ Barrett's like workload right now because of his he's been having to pick up the slack of Brunson's defense right now, which I thought was funny. Like I can't imagine Brunson's defense has been that bad because when I've watched, he's looked at least serviceable. But um, yeah, the Knicks are. Knicks are exciting. We'll see how long that lasts. But the East is kind of a mess right now, um, and kind of a just a crapshoot with a lot of these teams. You know, you got Brooklyn at one and three. You got Philly at one and four. Uh, Pacers, Net, or Pistons in Orlando. We expected to be down there, but you got the Hawks at three and one. They haven't really played anybody. Um, the Wizards are three and one. Boston's three and one. Knicks three and one. Cleveland three and one. Bucks are four and zero. Oh, and then you got teams below them like Toronto and Chicago, who you know are going to be good. Miami's two and three, which I'm sure you're going to like, you're going to expect to see them turn it around. Um, yeah. So, so Knicks definitely have an uphill battle in front of them, but, but looking good right now. And, and I think the NBA is better when the Knicks are exciting in my opinion. And, and they've got some, some fun guys up there um, to follow and uh, moving into a team. that's not very exciting. And, and so many, this is basically dominating most of the NBA cycles on, on, on sports networks, but um, is the is the Lakers? Uh, everybody everybody is on the the hate rust train again. Uh, we're a couple games in and it's picked up right back where it left off last season. Um, but last night they lost without him to the Nuggets, and I think you saw the same exact team out there with or without Russ. Uh, you saw honestly, it's a lazier team without Russ because one thing Russ is going to give you is like a lot of effort. And while he's maybe not the most talented player right now, and he's not a shooter, um, you know, he at least like gives, gives some effort, which, you know, is, is just like a sad, I guess, kind of place to be in is that you're, you know, excited about effort. But um, I watched a lot of this Lakers nuggets game last night and they basically just got cooked because of, because Jokic wanted to push the ball and, and Jokic pushing the ball is is kind of in slow motion at sometimes he's not exactly a fast dude because of how big he is but 
he is so fun to watch and he just picked them apart. I mean, he was just, you know, you'd see Anthony Davis like score a basket and then Jokic would take the ball out super fast, push the ball up the court. Anthony Davis would jog back on defense and the Nuggets would get a super easy bucket. Um, and you just see that a lot because LeBron's not playing well and, and I'm a huge LeBron fan and I would, you know, I, I've been a defender of him for a long time, but right now it's, it's tough. Lakers that suck. whole team, they, you know, the, the they replay story like the is, no, they're worse than the Packers. Okay. They're worse. They're like, they're the, way yeah. worse than the Packers. <laughs> they're the worst three point shooting team in the league. It's, it's embarrassing, but it's not surprising to me. You you look at how that roster is constructed. And I know I said this before, but like, why are we shocked when we, when when we see LeBron kick the ball to all these guys and they just miss three pointers, none of them are three point shooters. You know what I mean? Like that's all I it, keep hearing. That's what they're saying in the game that he just needs to be surrounded by shooters. They need yeah, like, and they have, they have none of them. And, no, and, and, they don't. They need like the Kyle Corver, like what he's had in the past, he just had the in guys the past. that just shoot threes that he can just throw it out to. That's all he's had. Like, it's just yeah. tough to see this kind of be this end legacy for him. You know, like, He's really at the point in his career, and I think this is what he like. What he envisioned with the Lakers was that Anthony Davis, they're going to make that trade. They're going to give up a ton of assets for him, right? And he's going to pass the torch to AD. AD, this is going to be your team. You're in your prime. You're supposed to be in your prime. You're going to take over this team. I'm still going to be LeBron. I'm still going to distribute. I can score when needed, but like I shouldn't have to run this team and have all the pressure of this team. And he still does because Anthony Davis is fragile. He can't stay healthy. He can't play more than. 40 games a year and he just doesn't look that great when he's out there like he's just looking he looks so lazy like and yeah and he still puts up decent numbers you know he scores more than 20 points a game he'll get his seven to ten rebounds you know like he's supposed to be this defensive player and, and, and in half court in half court situations he still played pretty good defense but he's just he's lazy right now and and watching him get absolutely outran up and down the court by Jokic yesterday was just unbelievable to watch, truthfully, because Jokic look. I mean, you just look at Jokic, you know, like there's no way this guy should outrun anybody. Like he is, he he Dude, looks like he he's out looks of, like an offensive lineman. Yeah, but he's so good, so talented. Um, he lulls guys to sleep sometimes. I think with just like how nonchalant he looks when he makes some of these passes. Like there was a play yesterday where it looks like he's almost falling out of bounds. Um, he like catches his balance and then throws this no look bounce pass left handed to a backdoor cutter and it's just like easy layup and you're just like that that's crazy and, yeah he doesn't look like athletic at all and he's like oh he hit a one of the, i don't know if you saw us he hit that step back like dirk fadeaway over ad it was how awesome. tall is he is he seven foot yeah that's um, he's a monster he's and this and and so many people like he is he is not john morant so i think a lot of people love to hate him like he's back-to-back mvp winner and he still doesn't get his flowers in my opinion he's won back-to-back because, mvps oh yeah Damn, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he just, he just, he, and honestly, like, the the only knock that most people have on him is that he doesn't, like, attack offensively enough, and he still scores, like, 25, 26 a night. But then he loves, he loves passing. He loves distributing. And I think this team is going to be, um, like, they're going to be phenomenal moving forward. I think there's some learning curve right now with getting Porter and Murray back and, Porter's on some load management right now and, and, and Murray's still shaking some of the rust off, but you know, bones Highland is playing awesome. Bruce Brown hit Like I think he started the game like five for six from three yesterday. Like this nuggets team is going to be a real force in, in the West and Jokic is going to lead them the way. And I have no doubt about that. Um, uh, 
bouncing around some other teams in the West quick. We, we talked about Dallas briefly. Um, they've had a slow start. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be a middle, like five to six seed. Like I've said, um, I don't, I don't, Luca's Luca. He's going to carry that team. He's just so, so talented. He's a guy that everybody loves to watch because of the ridiculous stuff that he does. Um, but Portland right now, I think is kind of the the shock for everybody. And I think they're going to, you're going to see some regression now. Dame is out for two weeks with a calf strain. Um, and they lost last night, lost their first game when he got hurt. Um, so I think moving forward for them, like once they get Dame back, hopefully it'll be better. Like he's obviously been getting banged up the last couple of years. He missed basically the whole last year with an abdominal injury, comes back. And he's just such an underrated superstar, though, when he's healthy and out there. He's looked so good um, really carrying that team. And, and and the Blazers are always – they always win when he's there. Like I know C.J. McCollum left, and now they're still good. You know what I mean? Like at some point I feel like he just doesn't – really get the flowers he deserves either. And and I know I just said that about Jokic, but I guess Jokic has two MVPs, so it's so back-to-back, so maybe he has been getting up. But Dame, Dame is just – he's like, the I think, the epitome of that team and, and the guys that they've surrounded Dame with right now are just these hard-nosed grinder guys. Like, Dame went to Weber State. You know, he's always played with his chip on his shoulder. He's an undersized guy. But, like, truthfully, like, you go look at that team and, and you got you got Simons who's who's – you know, an underrated guy too. You got Josh Hart, who's I thought a big factor for them. Cause like everybody who talks about Josh Hart, he's just like a full on psycho and he's been awesome for them playing such hard nosed defense. He's a big long win defender for them. He's been like leading the team in boards right now. And like Nurkic is playing, playing fine for them. I think he's a little out of his prime, um, but Dame's truthfully carrying that team. But Dame also knows how to like delegate like when Simmons or Simons gets hot like he just is happy to pass the ball where I think a lot of ball dominant like shooters high volume shooters aren't always able to do that and I think that's something you saw with like D book early in his career like he didn't want to pass the ball as much and now D book is and he's and he's been phenomenal another probably up there for MVP I know it's really early but books looked awesome but um Dame just Dame just makes an offense go and I think he he just changes how that organization has been viewed for a long time. So hopefully he can get back on the court and be healthy because he's he's another must watch guy. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to get him back. Um, Sixers right now are one and three. I think that was a team I had as the number two seed in the East. Uh, my preseason predictions, but they're just slow. Um, it's it's tough to watch them right now. They're now James Harden seems to be playing great, but it's it's also like his team at some points where it just shouldn't be, you know, they, they need to run that team through Joel Embiid through the post. He's a dominant post defender. Um, Harden is doing some of the things where he hasn't done in the past. Like he's been moving more recently than I think he has. Um, some of his off ball stuff has been um, higher, higher percentages than it has been in the past, but you know, he, he still is just a, he just loves to dribble the air out of the ball. Like, man, he just puts that thing in the, the ground and just, pounds it and he's been playing well um relatively but the team hasn't been and i think just with the talent of that team um they're underperforming big time uh doc rivers is another guy that's on the hot seat i think for coaches um if they don't turn that thing around quickly i could see him gone before christmas maybe even thanksgiving uh thanksgiving might be a little dramatic but but you know, there was there was talks of him maybe leaving this offseason to go to the Lakers too. So uh that'll be an interesting story to follow with the Sixers, uh, you know, they have Maxi. Yeah, them against the Suns. I think Maxi needs to get the ball more. Um, 
but yeah, right now I think it's just their their defense is brutal. Um, they're so slow. They're so slow getting back in transition. And Bead's slow when he falls. He takes forever to get up. Harden has never been known for his defense. Um, Tobias Harris is not that great of a defender at times in transition. So you're gonna you're gonna need to to up either do something because because right now they're not off they're not good on the offensive boards and they're not good in transition defense, which means those two things do not like usually if you're good on the offensive boards, you're probably giving up some transition defense. They're also like haven't been turning the ball over. I think they're at least as of um uh earlier this week, they were leading the league with the least amount of turnovers, and then they're still somehow like the worst team defensively in fast break points. Um so there's definitely hope because there's there's good things with that team that that you weren't sure that were going to be there. You know, you weren't sure what James Harden was going to give you, and he looks like he's been giving you offensively. You know, still some James Harden, but I think it's just going to take some getting used to where they, um, they need to just you know to run that offense through Embiid. I, I truthfully believe that, and Embiid needs to work on his passing out of the post because he is, you know, surrounded by these guys like Harden and Maxi who can slash and can shoot and, and, and are just like really good wings and guards that can handle the ball. So um, we'll see how that goes. There's definitely some, some slow starts out of some good teams, but I'm sure they'll be all right. Uh, Pelicans right now are a fun team. I know some people were pretty high on them. I don't think people expected them to be this good, um, especially they're still winning without BI and, and, and Zion who are both injured right now. Um, BI's got a concussion, so he'll be out for a little bit, but Zion is, uh, uh, dealing with a hip contusion of some sort. And, you know, like, I just think with Zion, his legacy is going to be this injury guy, unless he just like toughens out some of these things. Like, yeah, he took kind of a hard fall, but like, dude, like, you know, like sometimes there's just certain things that I believe you got to play through. Um, you know, I've heard, I've, I've been listening to, to guys talk about Zion and former players and stuff. And, you know, like everybody in the NBA has got something, you know, you, you got something that's dealing with. So, um, Zion is going to be a huge piece for them, but I think this is, this is a cool time to see CJ McCollum, um, really kind of get some of the attention that he's probably deserved. You know, he played behind Dame and like, he was the second man, but you know, this like what I was talking about, Dame got him his chance to get the ball and Dame would feed him when CJ was hot. Um, now it's kind of CJ's team. You know, he's the veteran on that team. Obviously, Ingram and Zion are super talented, but, um, you know, that three-headed monster there is going to be awesome to watch, and that's just a super talented team. And right now they're uh, three and one and, and, and looking awesome, and, you know, they're they're scoring a ton of points offensively. And like I said, they, they're, they've lost or they've won without um, Ingram and Zion, so um, that's been fun. Um, again, the Jazz are four and one. The, the Suns are three and one. These teams that we kind of expect, or keep it going, not, Jazz. Or, the Jazz, uh, we did not expect to be there. Suns like I said, squad. this is a team that we thought was going to be tanking. But uh, yeah, this, the Suns are an exciting team as always. They're just super deep. Um, Booker, like I said, has been awesome. Paul is just a winner. He just makes everybody around him better, even if he's not necessarily filling up the stat sheet every single night. Like that team is just any team that Chris Paul is going to be on is just going to be. A really, really good team. Um, Mikel Bridges is awesome. They've got they've got depth on that team. They've got Booker playing awesome. They're playing great defense right now. I think they're second in the league with points uh, given up, or third behind the Cavs. Sorry, um, but that yeah, but like Phoenix definitely a team to keep an eye on. I think people like kind of over overhyped the off season that like, you know, people were upset with, you know, like, Oh my God, Deandre J Aiton didn't even talk to the coach all off season, this and that. And like, I still think that team is fine. Like 
I'm sure that happens. Maybe more than people expect. I don't. I don't really know. I've never been on an NBA team, so I don't know how that works. But um, Phoenix is going to be. You know, they're in Golden State's two and two right now. Um, I talked a little bit about them last time. They're going to be all right. I'm not. I'm not really stressed about Golden State moving forward. And and Suns are going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, Utah right now is just kind of the shocker in the league. Uh, more than anybody, I would say is is they're four and one. People thought for sure they'd be tanking this year, but um, they've come out and looked really good. And um, they're scoring the ball. They're playing defense. It's been different guys on different nights. Um, you got Laurie Markinen playing super well. Uh, you've got Jordan Clarkson. I mean, you just, you got a, like Taylor Horton Tucker right now is jamming on guys. Um, you got Conley, a vet out there, like Kelly Olynyk. Like, you just got good pieces and a bunch of role players, truthfully, even no like single handed, like true one star, but they're playing well. And, and so I'll be interested to see how long they can keep this up for. Um, you know, they have, they have the Nuggets their next game tomorrow, so that'll be that'll be a good test for them. Um, I'm excited to watch that, see how they play against Jokic, who I think is starting to find a little bit of a stride now. That the Nuggets are three and two, um, Spurs are three and two. That's kind of been a surprise too, uh, but I think that'll that won't last because they're giving up 120 points. Like that's a that's a team that you probably should bet the over on on most games um, if you're looking to bet on NBA games. Um, but yeah, that that. That pretty much does it. Uh, Cavs three and one team I didn't talk about, but Donovan Mitchell's been awesome. Um, I'm super excited to, to follow that team. And DG's been out. Darius Garland, um, he'll be back. But the the progression for Mobley has been been there at times and not there at times. He had an awesome matchup the other night with Bull Bull, just two seven footers going at it. It's been awesome. Um, but Mobley's been good. Uh, Jared Allen's awesome. You know those two being two seven footers for the Cavs. I, like that team is going to be solid defensively as we've seen already um donovan mitchell's really stepped up his defense i know a lot of people thought that that was one of his weaknesses but he's he's been playing often awesome defensively he's averaging 28 five a night right now um so he's that cleveland team is going to be legit they were good they were good last year i just they lacked some experience and and kind of a leader who's been through it and i think donovan mitchell's like really coming into his own now he's a little bit older in the league He's had some experience in the playoffs, you know, and and he and he left Utah because he just really didn't see them getting it done. And 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 Cleveland was one of the places he wanted to go. And this is and this is a team that I think has the parts. Now I don't know if they're they're going to do it this year, but um, the Cavs is a young, exciting team moving forward. And the, and the East is really going to have to watch out for them. You know, right now it's it's definitely still the Bucks and Celtics East, I think, for a while. But uh, but I think Cleveland's knocking on the door as, as one of the next teams. So hopefully Donovan Mitchell can take that continue to uh, take those steps and uh, have one of those, those all time years and maybe put him, put himself in the MVP race, which would be exciting for Cavs fans in Cleveland, which, you know, they haven't really had a true big name star since LeBron. And, um, you know, he just kind of came and went with them and Kyrie was terrible for them because they won like 20 games when Kyrie was there. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, Donovan Mitchell's one of the more exciting players to watch moving forward. And, so a bunch of fun stories to follow, uh, big name players playing big. Um, if you get a chance to watch John Moran, I really, really season. encourage you to do it. Cause he's just awesome. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll check in again next week with NBA and NHL. Uh, but to wrap up this episode, we're going to go into our five NFL picks. Um, it's funny. 
gets gets exciting. This is a new 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 little thing that we've been doing, and it, it, it was fun last week for us to track these. Uh, we went head to head on some of these games, and um, yeah. Well, I'll kick it to you, Joe. What's what's your first All one? Right. You know my thing. Four and one after a hot start. My motto last weekend was screw Vegas. I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Sticking with that. My first noon game. Actually, scratch that. 8.30 a.m. Give me the Denver Broncos against oh the Jags. My. I got to do it. Jags, they're at two and a half right now. Give me the Denver Broncos. I took them against the Colts. Russell Wilson, I hate you. You made me lose money that game. But you know what? Life, life you get second chances. You got to play across the pond. He was doing jumping jacks on the plane, for Christ's sake. I oh, like that's, him. That's 8.30 a.m. Was... Give me the Broncos. That that story for those of you who didn't hear it, yeah, Russell Wilson apparently on this eight-hour flight to to uh, England, he was doing high knees, doing rehab, like stretching in the aisles um, while his teammates were sleeping, which is just like the and, and you watch the interview and he's just like, dude, he's just he's a hard guy to root for. I don't know what it is. But yeah, he's he's, just, he's weird. He is, and he I lost my last bet with him, but uh, I don't know. London, 8.30 a.m. I'm going to wake up, and the game's going to be over. That's what's going to happen in my head, and they're going to win by uh, seven, I think. So that's what I predict in my head. That's my first game. Tell me what you got. What do you got for your first one? Thought my you were going to go, yeah, let's go Broncos together. Didn't get no, that reaction. Did not um, happen. Yeah, I will not be, that did happen. Happen on that. I'm okay. I will not be betting Broncos. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm going to regret this one, aren't I? Fuck. Uh, my first pick was an afternoon game. We got – Titans Texans. I'm taking the Titans minus one and a half over the Texans. Got that one too. You do got that yeah. one too. So we're on board for that. I think the Titans. Um, this is the point of the season where they just seem to like. I don't know. It's a Vrabel ran team. Like it just feels like they're they're kind of catching their stride. They're just going to run the ball down the Texans' throat. The Texans' offense has no chance against the Titans' defense. Um, one and a half points is basically just like a pick them. Um, I could see this being a, a touchdown, maybe even a 10 point win for the Titans. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, Good. We got, that's got my that first too. one. So we're both in on that. I also mm-hmm. have the Titans at two and a half. Um, yeah, I could jump into my second one. I, I kind of feel it between the zoom call right now that you might, I feel like we're maybe in this. No, I think you're against me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're with me, but Sticking on that noon slate, Jacob, I am going to take the Las Vegas Raiders at one and a half. I think I they win by at least three. With Raiders? Oh, yeah. Let's go. We got something cooking this weekend. So, yeah, I like the Raiders in that. Uh, they're at one and a half right now. I think they'll win by at least three. The Saints suck. Uh, two and five. Dalton's starting again. So that's why I was like, you know what? Let's go Raiders. I think the Raiders get hot here. They could maybe win four games in a row. Uh, we I think the Raiders are they're, they're looking good for so many reasons right now because obviously Derek Carr and Devontae Adams is always going to be a threat, but they're running the ball so well right now with Josh Jacobs. Jacobs and I think good. They can they can control a game. Yeah, they can control a game with Jacobs right now, which is which is super exciting um, for that one and a half. And right now, Andy Dalton's just flinging the ball around. I got no problem with him throwing a couple picks. Um, it's in it's in New Orleans, which doesn't fine, scare me. But, doesn't scare me. But it's a it's a and, and this is, I think all these games are like must win games for the Raiders. So I think they're going to come out and play some hard nosed football most of these games. So uh, I also I have Raiders one and a half. It's two games for us. Look at that. We get a, yeah, we get a big weekend have, here. But uh, let me let me hear it here. What's your next one? What do you got? My next one is oh. Commanders plus three over the Colts. 
I was thinking about that. I didn't do it though. I was thinking about that. I like where your head's at. Uh, Matt Ryan just got benched. They got Sam Ellinger starting his first NFL game, correct? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Damn it. I was, I should have done it. I should have done it. Three points to the, like, I don't know. I think the commanders will win this game outright, but the Colts have looked just brutal. Um, Matt Ryan is, and I know, I think one of the reasons why they're starting Sam Ellinger is, is that he is a little bit more, more of a mobile, mobile quarterback. Um, but the commanders have looked decent. They really have. They're three and four. Um, they just beat the Packers. Like, I got, I got a good feeling about this. Um, that offense. I like that in, too. I didn't pick up, but I, I, that was flirting with it. Oh wait, is, is Wentz back? No, they're sticking with Heineke. Are you sure? Well, they have to. They just beat the Packers. I have no, I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, I you're not gonna go back this. to Wentz. Oh my God! If they start once, I might have to. I guess I have to start with stay with this. But we said it. Yeah, you can't go back. We can't. We can't cut or edit anything. I mean, it's not like it's twenty twenty two. No, you have to. You have to go with it. Oh, oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, he's on right? the IR. He's missing at least four, uh, three games. You're fine. Next four games. Heineke's yeah. a man, anyways. I think you stick with him if he wins these. No, I wanted Heineke. Yeah. I wanted Heineke. Uh. Yeah, so I got Commanders plus three over the Colts. I like I, that I think, pick. Yeah, I like, I like the. I I picked all uh, favorites last week, so I need, <laughs> I needed to mix in a, an underdog. I, I feel like I know which one of your picks is going to be next. Wait, how many have you said so far? Have you said two picks? Because I've said three. Because we both agreed on Tennessee. No, I've said three. I've said three. two left. Who do you have? You have Washington, Tennessee, Bay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you I have, have Denver. 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 Tennessee. So we have, we both have Vegas. Tennessee and Vegas, and then I have Denver, and you have Washington. Okay, um, fourth game, fourth game here. I, I'm going another underdog, Jake. Give me the Los Angeles Rams against the San Francisco wow. 49ers. That is not home. the game I thought you were going to say. Okay, with that, I was like, let's roll the dice. I know a lot of people. The Niners might bounce back. Give a full week of McCaffrey and the team. Get the playbook down. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think this is a, a must win game for the Rams. I'm going to say, I think they want to kind of get above 500 here, kind of show some dominance within that division. That's why I'm taking the Rams at home, even though it really doesn't matter. There's probably gonna be more Niners fans there anyways, but, uh, I think it's a Sean McVay Stafford Coop cup type play. Like, you know, let's go big here. Let's get some points. You're not scared of the fact that Shanahan absolutely owns McVay. And that no, nope, not at all. Killed not the Rams, at all. Like, totally. I'm going to be honest with you. Completely forgot about that record and that Shanahan thing until you just said that right now. But, uh, Man's man, I'm sticking with it. L.A. Rams, you're on Sticky Meatballs picks this week. Uh, Niners at one and a half. I'm going to say Rams by three. Let's flirt with that, too. So uh, that's what I got with the the Rams there. All right. Uh, my fourth pick is Bengals, three and a half over the Browns, Monday Night Football. Good money doing the Battle of Ohio. I loved what sticking I saw of the Bengals offense last week. Uh, Jamar Chase is out for four to six weeks, I think it is, which is brutal for fantasy owners as well as Bengals fans. Um, but I still think the Bengals go. They got T Higgins. They got Tyler Boyd um, mixing like that offense still goes. And I just, I think the Browns stink. Uh, this feels like a, they like do stink. the Bengals are really turning a corner here. Um, you know, especially if the Ravens beat the Buccaneers tonight, like I feel like every game for the Bengals is going to be super important. So uh big game for the Bengals. I think, I think they can cover the three and a half points. Um, yeah, that's uh would be my fourth pick. 
Fourth pick. I like it. Battle What's of Ohio. Your final pick. Final pick. They will lose, but I'm taking them. Give me the Green Bay Packers minus eleven. It's a lot of points. So you're taking points. you're taking Packers plus eleven and a half. Yep. It's I a lot. Aaron Rodgers. I, I know. To take I think so Lazard's hard. out. I don't think he's playing. Rodgers is gonna have nobody. Eleven points though. Aaron Rodgers. Just give it to me. I just I I gotta. I mean, it's eleven, eleven and a half. It's Aaron. I really have nothing else to say. I mean, the Packers, they're going to lose. Packer, Packers are going to lose, but I just, that's a lot of points, Jake. So give me Green Bay on that to kind of wrap up the week. Hopefully, hopefully I finish strong and keep this streak going with my picks. I, I got the Packers there. I got them. I don't, I, I really do like that pick out of you. I, I think 11 and a half points against Aaron Rodgers is. It's a lot, but at the same time, before. like they've been fucking sucking. So they suck. Um, We've said this month, and times. the Bills are horrible. so good. So I stood, I stayed away from that one. I didn't like it, um, but I, I went with a big favorite. My last pick, uh, I have Eagles minus eleven over the Steelers. I think it's it's in Philadelphia. The city of Philadelphia is absolutely buzzing it's right now. Buzzing. Um, the Eagles this are legit. Last They're coming the Steelers off a bye week. Like favorite. Yeah. Eagles are coming off a bye week. Um, Steelers just aren't that good. Uh, I feel like the Eagles defense is absolutely going to pick apart Kenny Pickett, assuming he starts. And if not, it's Trubisky. So it's like got to be Pickett anyways. And Pickett loves throwing picks. Um, I think 11 points is easy for the Eagles cover. I mean, the Eagles stomped the Vikings. So maybe I'm a little biased there, but I got Eagles uh, minus 11 for my last pick of the Steelers. I like that. And the Steelers, last time they were 11 point. Um, what is it, underdogs against the Bills? They got smoked. They lost by like 30. So I like that pick. I'm, I, that's a good pick. I'm really pissed I didn't pick the Commanders. Not going to lie to you. Um, just looking at that, totally forgot. That was right there. But uh, well, uh, what are, you can't what are edit the other, things. Our, so, the other games we didn't cover, we got Ravens, Buccaneers tonight. Um, feels like a must win game for the Bucs. I'm taking Bucks. Okay. Big night out of Lamar. I got the Bucks though. I think I'm going to take the Ravens. All right, there these we don't go. Count for our picks, but I, we're just going to run through the rest of these games on these Thursday episodes, so that you guys, uh, you know, you're not going to hear this by the time the the, th- the Thursday night game's over. But uh, I picked Ravens. Joe picks a Bucks. So same Bucks, thirty-one twenty-eight. I hope it's a high-scoring game. I have Lamar in a couple fantasy leagues, and I need him to pop off. Uh, we cover the Broncos, Jags. Uh, we both stayed away from the Falcons, Panthers, which I really wanted to take Falcons minus four, but the Panthers they screwed me. Dude, they PJ Walker. So I'm done. Get out of here, Atlanta. Goodbye. Yeah, but the, the 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 Panthers looked real frisky. I thought maybe you'd take the Panthers plus four. I know that was a, that was fifty fifty, and I think that was Panthers one good game. But I, I do think, think that was it. I don't think they can do that twice. Yeah, I do this think it's be the Falcons here. That's a very interesting Vegas game right there. Yeah, you got the you got the the sweet darlings of the spread, the Falcons who are six and one against the spread now, and the Panthers who just beat the Bucks. So. Uh, we got Bears, Cowboys. This feels like Cowboys will probably stop them. Yep. Um, but I was, I didn't have a lot. Bears nine and a half is a lot, especially Dak. Seems to like be in a little slow start, but the Cowboys defense, I think, I think that's a Cowboys win. Going Cowboys, Cowboys uh, as well. Same there. Dolphins, Lions. Uh, Lions suck, but I don't know. I, I just, three and a half points out of the Dolphins. I they th- I thought they looked. Yeah, I'm going to Dolphins too, but they looked. Uh, I don't know. Lions, lines can be frisky. I feel like this Dan Campbell team can can pop something off at any time, but uh, we'll see. We got Cardinals, Vikings. Um, we obviously have Vikings. 
I'm not scared. Not even, not even kind yeah, of worried. You're right. I know you, you keep, you keep talking about the Cardinals. Like they're ah, dude, I do. The Cardinals in my back of the head of no, nope. like in the back of my head of this game. No nope. Vikings. You're right. I'm, be a man, Joe. Vikings. Off the off the bye week. I love teams off the bye week. Uh, you know, health is everything in this league. So I, I got a, I got a healthy Vikings coming out and absolutely throttling the Cardinals. I like it. And then Screw it. Go on, go on Vikes. We talked Raiders Saints. We got Jets Patriots. Joe's game of the week. Um, Jets 17-14. Jets are five and two and still two and a half point underdogs. Game sold out by the way. At home against the Patriots. Uh, this is this is a legacy game for Jets fans. I feel like right. This is a it's time, is, baby. This, this is, is our time. To, yeah, Belichick. Screw you, Belichick. Down, finally, screw you, finally, Belichick. Going down. Jets, Jets, Jets. 17-14. Low scoring affair. We're gonna win. Zach Wilson. No touchdowns. No picks. Keep that ball rolling, fifteen yards. James Robinson, welcome to East Rutherford. Let's get it going. Uh, yeah, I got, I got, I got the Jets in that game too. Damn right you um, do. Steelers, Eagles, we talked about. Titans, Texans, we talked about. Commanders, Colts, we talked about. Forty uh, ers Rams, we talked about. This game, the only game we didn't talk about. Left. The game Giants, of the week. Seahawks. Game of the week, though. I got to hand it to the end oh of the yard. Oh my god! I'm I saying game of the week here. I really wanted to do Seattle minus three because I think, I think. I think the Giants are going to lose. I think the Seahawks are going to yeah. fry them up. I think Seattle. I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't think the Giants are going to be able to hang in a shootout. Yeah, I think Seattle gets it done here too. What's the over-under on this thing? Uh, let's see here. 44 and a half. Damn, I'm smashing the over. Yeah, that's going to be a crazy one. Yeah. Well, that does it for week eight predictions uh, for NFL. But uh, Another good week, baby. Let's another get it good going. week. Another hot. exciting week. Um, this will be out Friday. You guys can listen to this as you're going to work or whatever. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. This is this is exciting uh, for us to get back into this. We're having a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. I got this a call from sweet. a buddy today that was driving down to Kansas City. Was listening to it. Called me for some fantasy football advice. Um, so shout out to Hayden Meyer for for tuning in. Oh yeah, what's up, Hayden? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fun to hear people listening to it. Um, we got we got quality listeners. It's your t-shirt. Yeah, get your t-shirts. Um, we're blowing up. You say you can be here before we 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 took over the world. Just kidding. That sounds creepy. It's gonna happen. Um, L.A. We're coming. I'm already in California. I'm waiting for you. Yeah, you just gotta go down. I gotta I gotta cr- no, we'll travel across here, country. All right, I'll come up Maybe there. The city. The city. All right, we'll do hey, two yeah, offices. Yeah. We'll do two offices. Um. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm gonna go make some dinner. I think before this game, maybe uh, get my Xbox loaded up for the new Call of Duty coming That's out. Good. I'm going to the bar. I'm probably probably have eight beers. Let's go. It's gonna be exciting. And then I think I'm gonna get a yeah Philly cheesesteak because they're oh, they're hot right are. now. So in honor of the Philadelphia, I'll get a cheesesteak. Oh, maybe I'll make some noodles. That's good. Noodles and cod. Noodles and cod. Well, <laughs> noodles cod and after cod. the football game. I'm run. Yeah, well, man, wait, half time. Yeah, I got a new new headset. Uh, lost my other headset. New controller because the controller broke. So we're gonna be buzzing on the on the new COD Call of Duty. Hell yeah. Um well Joe's probably gotta to head to the bar. He's got people waiting on him. He's a popular guy, you know how it goes. Uh, but we'll be back next week um to review all these games that we just talked about. Exciting stuff. Uh hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed well. this as we're much as we well. did. So we are we are out of here, folks, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, guys. Peace. Peace.